Welcome to Tales of History and Imagination. Eccentric Tales from History by Simone Woodlow. Willie Wimp Stokes Jr. was a notorious figure among the underworld of Chicago's South Side. Though at the time of his passing, Jet Magazine listed him as a flamboyant gambler. It would be reported later that he was a drug dealer working for his alleged kingpin father, William Flukey Stokes. One February night in 1984, Stokes Jr. was gunned down on his way to a motel on the South Side. Though nowhere could I find any indication that anyone was ever arrested for the murder. It is to be noted, the murder happened at a time when cheap crack cocaine was starting to flood the streets in many US cities, and a number of young gangsters were suddenly looking to elbow into the business. Stokes Jr., just 28 at the time, left a wife and five children behind. Willie the Wimp's father, Willie Flukey Stokes, was also something of a flamboyant gambler. At least on his income tax forms, he claimed most of his money came from gambling. He owned a pool hall and was, at the time of his own death, reputed to be the owner of as many as 40 drug houses, employing around 200 people in his organization. Like his son, he too cut a flamboyant figure. Silk suits, diamond rings, with carat counts into the dozens, and a taste for Cadillacs. Flukey, for all the damage his gambling did in the community, was beloved by most. He was well known in the neighborhood for acts of kindness to the elderly, bringing turkeys to pensioners. To the poor, no strings attached financial assistance when people were in need. And the unfortunate, helping rehouse a family whose home had caught fire. All the same, at the time of his death, Stokes Sr. was facing murder, conspiracy to murder, and racketeering charges. He was also thought to be bringing in a million dollars a week from his drug houses. So when Willie the Wimp was gunned down, Flukey put on a funeral which caught the imagination of a number of journalists. There laid out in all his finery, the younger Willie, propped up of the wheel of a Cadillac coffin. Before Willie the Wimp had been loaded into the coffin, it had been taken to a local panel beaters and had a genuine Cadillac front grille and boot added to it. Working front taillights were installed, a plastic windshield, a big floral steering wheel, and a dashboard were added, as were four wheels to the chassis. All up, it is believed the coffin, modelled after a 1984 Cadillac Seville, cost Stokes Sr. around $7,000. Willie himself was dressed in a hot pink three-piece suit with a matching tie, a rather pimping-looking hat, and a giant diamond ring just like the one his father wore. He went driving off into the great unknown, clutching what most newspapers report as a wad of $100 bills, and Flukey's own biography claimed to be $1,000 notes. When interviewed about the funeral, Flukey advised, He had a brand new Cadillac every year for past eight years or so. Furthermore, one year when I was in debt, and he sold his Cadillac to help me out, so I owed him one. Willie the Wimp's mother, Jean, added, I think he would have really liked it because that's the way he was. He was flashy and he believed in style. 
Two years later, Fluky Stokes would make the news again. After spending $200,000 on a lavish party to celebrate the 30th anniversary of his wedding to Jean, they hired the Staples sisters and Chilites to play, and Fluky threw 50 and $100 bills to the guests at one point in the night. It has always astonished me the party was held at the Southside Motel where Willie the Wimp was gunned down. Not long after, Fluky himself would be gunned down, having just been acquitted of attempting to kill a rival drug boss. He was killed in a hit organised by his own bodyguard, on his way back from a night of the movies with his girlfriend. One morning, Texan musician and songwriter Bill Carter is reading the local paper when an article grabs his attention. He showed it to his wife and co-writer, Ruth Ellsworth, commenting, This isn't a column, it's a song. That morning, on their two-mile drive to the studio, the songwriting partners had a song out of it and cut the track later that day. In the studio, Carter's friend, the fabulous Thunderbirds guitarist, Jimmy Vaughan, who laid down a guitar on the track. Jimmy called his brother, blues legend Stevie Ray Vaughan that night, raving about what a great song Willie the Wimp and his Cadillac Coffin is. Stevie Ray Vaughan agreed, adding the song to his live set. Thank you for listening. This has been Tales of History and Imagination. All episodes written and narrated by me, Simone Whitlow. All music, yours truly. Visit the show at historyandimagination.com. You can follow me on social media, links in the show notes get access to exclusive bonus content via my Patreon, also in the notes. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a like on your podcatcher of choice and share the episode as word of mouth is the best way to help shows like this grow. See you back in two weeks' time for more tales of history and imagination.